Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey guys, Bobby here. Another Sunday sampler. And so we put this up because maybe you want to check out these podcasts in your free time. And honestly, we don't put anything up on Sundays anyway. So we put this up in the feed because some people just want something to listen to. So thank you for that. You don't have to listen to it. But if you listen to it, and maybe you've never listened to you know, Caroline Hobby's podcast. And this is the way for you to listen or it reminds you. That's the whole point here as we share highlights from some of the podcasts that came out this week on the Nashville Podcast Network. Four things. And we talked with massage therapist Josie Rushing about the benefits of a lymphatic massage and detoxing your body. So check that out. This week on the Bobbycast, I sat down with the guys of Love and Theft who have been together 17 years now. We talk about their new music, the highs and lows, and the Taylor Swift song that she wrote about Steven. So let's go. We'll start with that. Here's a clip from this week's Bobbycast. How'd you guys feel about being four people in a group at first when you didn't really <laughs> move to town to be a full band? And yeah. You, you were here to sort of do a duo thing. Yeah. And Steven, you were here just trying to make music, but that's that's a whole different dynamic. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, but it was fun for us because when the four of us played our guitars and one person on the piano, so three guitars, one piano, and you have three-part harmony it's like it's a lot because we both grew up in church you know i'm a preacher's kid too so that's i'm just used to doing that I so mean, i'm sure it sounds good but that dynamic of four people <laughs> especially when you didn't grow up and know why you love or can't stand each other right mm-hmm. because that's important even with best friends you know mike and i are together a lot but we definitely know where the sensitive parts are yeah. and you know what parts aren't and now you're with three others that you did not grow up with <laughs> that you did not move here with yeah i mean i think just a band dynamic itself is extremely hard and that's why you don't see a lot of bands stay together yeah. successfully for a long time eric and i hit it off right away though so that helps so we always had each other in that aspect that's probably why we decided to stick it out and keep and it going he, and even the fourth guy chris he was like within six months i think he realized like it wasn't for oh, well wow, this isn't for me i want to be a solo artist yeah. and he immediately went back and made his own solo record and then yeah. decided he didn't want to do music at all anymore so i felt that too though i mean yeah i totally get that too and it makes sense but and it worked out we kind of just went with it and 
let it kind of develop and evolve how it was supposed to. And we didn't really ever fight it. Even when Brian decided that he wanted to do his own solo project. We were like, good. Like, All right, for go you. for it. Have fun. I, I Split guess, money two ways instead of three ways. And I don't think of you guys anything but a duo. Yeah. Do people think still remember? Do they still like, oh, do they picture you as a trio? At all, I think some of our, our like, original fans, fans okay. like, that met us when we were on tour with Taylor Swift, I right. think they still have this, you know, vision of us as okay. It was three guys on the stage, acoustic, sure. and that's how they'll always remember us. But. He only lasted one album though, so it's like right. We've been doing a lot more since. So. Uh, did you sign a deal with three of you? Oh uh, mm-hmm. yeah, our first deal was with the three of us, and then when we signed at RCA, it was the three of us. And then literally the day, actually that was the deal memo was for three of us. And the day we were supposed to sign it, he called us that morning and said, Hey guys, I don't really feel comfortable doing this. I don't think I even want to play in a country band anymore. It's like, a, I'm passionate about rock music. I want to try this. So we were like, all right, well, let's go see if Jim Cadino will go for this. And that guy, by the way, is Dave Grohl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he left you guys and did a solo thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's he's, he's a little, having yeah. a little success. He's, he's done know? pretty good. <laughs> so do you worry that okay, he's not going to want a, a duo whenever he wanted to sign a trio? Is that a fear of yours at all? There was a, it was definitely a fear of ours. Yeah, we had to have a meeting before had, the meeting. They had Brooks and Dunn, and we, we had heard that there were rumblings that they were going to be breaking up and kind of getting off the label. I think Montgomery Gentry at the time had just gotten off the label, so there was room for a duo. So we kind of just walked in there with our fingers crossed and yeah. he's like all right well i don't see that really changing anything and he went with it and then within yeah. six months angel eyes was out man think about that you're in a group six months earlier you just said that ain't for me Six months later, <laughs> that song's freaking killing. Yeah. A little bit. And sure, he probably made a decision. You guys made a decision based on what made everybody's mental health better. He didn't want to do it. You could, But I mean, there's got to be a little bit of, why didn't I just stay six more months? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did all three, on that song specifically, because again, I think that was my introduction to you guys. Right? A little bit of heaven in an angel light. Yeah. That song specifically, who wrote that song? Uh, I wrote it with Eric Paslay and Jeff Copeland. Okay. So, whenever you guys were cutting it, was it always written to be a Love and Theft song? Yeah. I think when we wrote it for like... You wrote it for you. Yeah. And even when we were recording it, that like, I remember Tom Bukovac like was just jamming behind the console. He's like, man, of all these songs, like I really like this one resonates with me. He's like, it has this cool, I think he referenced Joan Jett. And whenever Tom Bukovac gets excited about something, sure. it's like, like, oh, maybe we have something here. Because he's playing on every single record. I mean, one of the best guitar players in the world. I mean, so to hear him say that kind of stuck with us. And then Sony wanted to push a different song as the first single. And every radio station we went to everywhere was like, hey, if you start, if you come with this single, we'll start playing it tomorrow. And we begged Josh Eastler we and did. Keith Gale to switch the single, and they they finally did. Like they so, they had, picked, out like they had picked another song. It wasn't they just wanted to. Like they had led with a different song. Yeah, we were on radio tour pushing another song. What was that song? It's called "She's Amazing." Yeah, and so they pivoted. Mm-hmm. And how fast did that song actually get some real teeth and it start actually, to like get in the thirties? It was actually pretty quick. Like because like our second single and the third single. 
I guess it was just the second single over at Lyric Street. It was like our fastest moving song. And Angel Eyes actually moved really quick, like kind of into the top 40. And then it was a real battle from like 40 to 20. That's, like, yeah, like that's, the, is, that's the but, muck. Yeah, trying to, trying to get out of that muck because everybody's fighting for spots. But there. then, as you know, there's that muck kind of trying to just get on the chart <laughs> mm-hmm. also, which I know that's changed now. And, and then mucky again at like eight. Right. And then it's, <laughs> Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, things. Tight, tighten up your core, things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Hey, it's Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. And here's what we talked about this week on my podcast. Something else people can do at home, which I never thought of this as part of detoxing, mm-hmm. which is what lymphatic massage is doing. Yeah. But I know you're a big fan of tongue scraping. Yeah. And I scrape my tongue every morning, but I couldn't tell you why. I just know that I, at some point, heard you should be doing it. So I thought, okay, I'm going to order a tongue scraper. And honestly, it just feels good to wake up and get ugh, all that off your tongue. Yeah. But I don't know the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to think about our lymphatic system as our sewage. Imagine that uh, our body needs to get a read of everything that we are not using anymore and putting back on our circulatory system. That's pretty much what it is. So this is our lymphatic system. But then we get all of these bad things coming to us through our openings, for example, our mouth. So when we do a scrape on our tongue, we are helping our lymphatic system to get a read of this extra bacteria, viruses, and everything that is right there. So if you are able to do that every single day, uh, it will actually help your gut, your lymphatic system in general, not only the gut, but the lymphatic system in general to keep you healthy. So that's why we say that there is a connection between the the scraper, the tongue scraper, and the lymphatic uh, massage. So those are small things that people can do in order to get them healthy. Because I understand like the lymphatic massage, the Brazilian lymphatic massage, I know it's a lot, but in Brazil we do that twice or three times a week. Wow. And then here in America, when I first started with my first location, I see clients in, uh, I also have clients in, in LA, New York. I travel a lot, especially like with huge events like Megala and everything. But there they are now understanding how this is important to have on their essential care. And it's kind of until they get this whole process, understanding how important it is. They can do things at home if they're not comfortable doing twice or even like once a week, um, Brazilian lymphatic john once a week. So they can do this tongue scraper or even like a walking or the clockwise stroke on your stomach. There are so many things you can do at home. And this is one. What about putting your legs up in the air for... Yeah, it works. It's circulation. So let's say something very easy for people to understand. So we have our heart that bombs everything down, our circulatory system to go down. And then our calf, it's almost like our heart for the legs. 
So the, our calves helps to bring the blood flow up. So when you put your legs up, for example, you can absolutely help that system, the circulatory system to put everything back. So it helps, it works. And uh, so for how long? Like, so do I go up and just put them up against the wall? It's 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes every day you can do that. So those are small habits that you can do that will help your lymphatic system as well. Well, I feel like we need to address like what lymph nodes are and like why we have so many. Honestly, I think for a long, long time, I thought we just had two in my throat, one on the left, one on the right, because I think I would grow up being like, oh, are my lymph nodes swollen? Mm -hmm. And I would go feel my throat. So Mm -hmm. I thought that these two things, you know, right here, is that my lymph nodes? No. (laughs) It's okay. That's my totally fine. Yeah, that's the tonsils. That's totally fine. Not a a problem. So we have about 600 to 700 lymph nodes in our body. And some of them are the superficial ones that we are able to massage and touch with our hands. The other ones are a little bit deeper. And then we have them everywhere. Uh, Well, and that's why when I did learn about it, my mom, I remember when she was diagnosed with cancer, Mm -hmm. she was already at stage two, stage three, Mm because they had, it had spread to her lymph nodes. Yeah. And then stage four was when it spread to the organs. Mm -hmm. But I don't think even at that time I had a picture of what that actually meant. Yeah. Like of 600 or 700 lymph nodes in her body, like which ones and where. Yeah. I I feel like it would have benefited me to, to know this then. But I kind of want to address that too of me taking care of my lymph nodes or wanting to take care of my body. Yeah. So carry on with what the lymph nodes are and how many we have. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. Like, so see, uh, when I was mentioning at first and how important the Brazilian lymphatic massage is, we are also talking about health. So if we help our lymph nodes that are responsible of filtering everything that is not good for us and placing back to the lymphatic and then circulatory system, if we help them out with our hands, then you are going to have consequences a healthier life. And that's what it is about as well. So the lymph nodes are there. We have a bunch of them. Uh, not all of them we are able to massage with our hands and activate them to work better, just the superficial ones. But still, you can you can do on yourself. So we do have lymph nodes on our neck, that is the cervical nodes, but that's not only there. We also have close to this supraclavicle and then auxiliary, cubital, popliteal, inguinal, uh, abdominal, and then we have like a bunch we are able to go and touch with our hands. So people, I'm sure that they might be asked like all these like names, what am I going to do with all of this? It's simple. You can pump your lymph nodes every morning the same way that you do a tongue scrub or you can do your uh, massage on your stomach. So those are little things and habits that you can do every day to help you have a better life and a healthier life. All right. My cousin told me three years ago, get involved in your finances. It'll be empowering. I said, nope, that's my husband's strength, not mine. Well, then my divorce happened and I had no choice. I remember it was about a year ago exactly that I was on stage at my live podcast in Nashville raving about rocket money. It wasn't an endorsement. I was just a new fan, grateful for the help in managing my bills, budgets, and all things money with ease because my cousin was right. It was empowering. Something else Rocket Money does, they help you manage your subscriptions. 
Yep, it's a personal finance app that will find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions. It also monitors your spending, helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. And it's pretty cool that Rocket Money has over 5 million users. That's a lot. I'm one of them. So you know you're in good hands if all these people are trusting their finances with Rocket Money. They have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Like Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash bones. That's rocketmoney.com slash bones. Check them out. Rocketmoney.com slash bones. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Let's do it live. We are the one, two, three, sore losers. What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports. So I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. What up, y'all? It is Sizen. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I live on the west side of Nashville with Baser, my wife. We do have a white picket fence at the apartment complex. Soon I'm going to have 2.5 kids. And yes, sadly, I will die of a heart attack when I'm 72 years old. Here's a clip from the last podcast. Uh, my roommates, when you say that they work out, they did not work out. I First of all, I started out with at Chisholm Hall at the University of Texas at San Antonio, and I get the letter in the mail that says, hey, your roommate is David Diaz. I've been accepted. He's from Shirts, Texas, and here's his phone number so you can give him a call. Same with me. So I'm like, cool. 
So I'm going to call up David Diaz. Hey, man, what's up, man? Hey, nice to meet you, David. It's Gibbles. Uh, yeah, you know, what are you going to bring? I can bring the microwave. All right. I, 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 yeah, you got a TV? You can bring the TV? Cool. You bring a TV? You bring the jimmies. All right, cool, man. Well, it was nice meeting you. Yeah, extra uh, small for me. Uh, oh, what, what? Do you have a question for me? Yeah, he goes. And Diaz says, hey, Jason, do you party? <laughs> Uh, what do you mean do I party? And I, and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, do you like to party? Yeah, I'm down, brother. I'm like, yeah, sure, man. He goes, good, because I like to party. What you know about rolling? I'm like, all right, cool, man. I'll, I'll see you at the dorm in a couple weeks, man. Nice meeting you. Talk to you later. Bye. Cool, man. All right, so that's, that's David Diaz, you know, and I'm, I'm like, whatever. It's cool. We're going we're, we're gonna to be cool, you know? And I I show up and I went to Roadrunner camp. It's like the freshman camp, like where you go meet a bunch of people. So you move in a couple days early, go, and then you come back. This is beautiful. This is all playing into what I was trying to say with the Facebook page. Yes. Continue. And so, because I know nobody. Because Lauren and Kathleen, two of my- Similar to people going to the convention. Yes. Continue. You, you know nobody. Preach. Preach, my man. Amen, bro. Amen. Oh. Hallelujah. So I am like, cool. Like, no problem. And so I move in and I put all my stuff on my side of the room. I say bye to my parents. I'm like, I'm going to go to Roadrunner camp. I'm going to make a bunch of friends. Let's go. Let me see your Roadrunners. Hey, see you, brother. I'll see you in a month. What up, everybody? It's Batters Bob. And we go to Hunt, Texas, where they hold the camp, Roadrunner camp, and it is freaking fantastic. Have the time of my life. Met so many freaking people. Had a blast. Then I get back to my room and David Diaz has moved in. He was naked. No, but David Diaz had a bunch of posters on the wall, and they were all very blurry. And I was like, what in the world are those on my wall? So I snapped one off. And so once you turn off the light, they 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 formed like mushrooms and stuff in the black light. <laughs> I didn't know we were going that direction. <laughs> so this the kind of party. So the only way you could tell what his posters were is when you had the black light on or else they were just jumbled like messes and then you turn the lights off and he turned the black light on and then they were hey man you like vegetables cool man and so on my i saw some weird shit last (laughs) yeah man like um i I was kind of hallucinating man (laughs) (laughs) all right cool man so he likes he likes life with a black light no problem no problem you know what i'm saying like cool i might have been out but continue yeah this is just day one man and then so i'm like on your form, you request like, "Oh, what do you like? You want a? I want a non-smoker. I want." Well, guess what? David Diaz was a smoker. He had his cigarettes, and he smelled like smoke, and he smoked all the time. Awesome, cool. So I got a smoker when I said I want a non-smoker. No problem, not a big deal. But you never got a serial killer, is what I'm saying. The school organized that for you. We're organizing this for the Sore Losers Convention. There ain't nothing wrong with shacking up and sharing a room. We all did it freshman year. Why are we so too good for it at 38? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with it. I rest my case. Yes. Lawyers, thanks, guys. Did I win the case? So then I, um, it was just awkward. Like, he had a girlfriend that was still in high school, so she would come to the dorm room sometimes, and it was just awkward, so I would just leave. Care if I watch. And then if I was in the room, he would get back from class, he would just leave. It was total exact opposite. It's all cool, brother. And then he would smoke weed in the room. Okay. See, that's where I draw uh, the line. Okay, this is where I'm like, all right, man. Like, Gazer. He, he had his little one-hitter, you know what I mean? And I'm like, hey, man, like, if you're going to smoke, just go outside. I don't give a damn if you smoke. Right. Don't do it in the dorm room, what right? What about if he just cracked the window and he was doing it by the window? I wouldn't have minded that. 
Fine, whatever, but we're right on the first floor, right by the front walkway. You so can't really, in trouble. You, R.A. Yeah, R.A. Oh, speaking of R.A. Coach, we're going to hear all about freshman oh, year. Oh, Angela, the R.A. But is, have you met a serial killer yet? Not yet. I rest my case. Okay. Angela, the R.A., says, hey, can you come in my room for a minute? Big boobs, cute chick. And I'm like, nah, short chick. Uh, don't know whatever happened to her. Uh, and I go in there, and she's like, hey, so Vanessa... And Rachel are complaining <laughs> because they think that you guys are smoking in the room and it's good because you have a hard wall, which is a brick wall, and then right. a soft wall. Head of the housing director starts talking to me about it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, he probably's got some stuff in there. And they're like, all right, you know, but we're going to have to tell him it was you. Dude, you, so you, not, you didn't narc. No, I didn't soft narc. Soft narc. Soft narc. Okay. I said, excuse me? I've smelled some green. They said, yeah, if, we, if anything happens, we're going to have to tell him you told us. <laughs> Ah, don't use my name or likeness. Call me Gibbles. And Jason. I said, this ain't NIL. <laughs> you ain't using my name. Uh, you ain't telling him shit. I is said, that where you came up with your fake name? Tell him Lunchbox. No, I, I said, <laughs> this is what I, t- I told him straight up. I said, never mind. I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing in there. Nothing in there. My name Bennett ain't in it. Hey, Paul up to hey, y'all. Hey, we gone. We gone. <laughs> we done. We ain't doing this. We're, we're going to make like a tree and leave. You know? My name's Phil. What's the deal? Hey, we're going to make like a banana and split. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. Uh, my hey. name's Pal. I'm out. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not playing that game. We ain't. We ain't. We ain't blaming me for nothing. My name's John. So long. Yeah, we're we're not blaming me for nothing. <laughs> and so two days later, I, I go into freshman biology. Three hundred and fifty people in the auditorium. Me and Wendy stir. We walk in. And what are we dissecting? A mushroom. And <laughs> I sit down, and I hear. From the front of the class, uh, Jason Gibble. Damn. Jason Gibble. News travels fast. And I look at Wendy. I said, "Oh shit, that's me." So I walk down there, and it's a note. And I get back to my seat and I open it up. It's from the UTSA Police Department. Damn. So it's now escalated from RA to Housing Department to Police. Yes, we need you to come by our the station after your classes today. Snap. Are you freaking kidding me? Dude, this is two and a half weeks into my freshman year of college. Did you did you consider going on the run? I thought about withdrawing uh, from school uh, and moving back home. That's uh, what I thought. Uh, oh. Hey! Uh-huh. Hey! Uh-huh. Caroline, she's a queen of talking. Hey, what's on your mind? She's getting real, not afraid to feel. Take a soul to soul. Just let it flow No one can do it quite like Caroline It's time for Caroline I am so excited This week on Get Real Podcast I have my friend, my dear friend Lisa Tucker Cummins She was a star on season 5 of American Idol She made it to the top 10 And she and her husband have now created Tiny Prime Which is a mother and dad duo where they create music, stories, and tools to support children and the grown-ups who love them. It is truly amazing. Tiny Prime is all about the power of music and the joy it brings. The characters in Tiny Prime are Rufus and Bee. And Rufus and Bee take you through a journey of learning the importance of talking openly about feelings and mental health, especially with kids. Check it out. Currently launching a company with my husband (laughs) how's that going y'all started so much over the pandemic yes you guys went hard over the pandemic 
We did. You know, we moved from L.A. to Nashville. And how was that? Because um, you were in the Great Migration. Oh, yeah. California it was to Nashville. It was It's madness. literally like people in the olden days would have been in wagons with their <laughs> mules just coming our way. I mean, literally, I feel like the whole, all of California migrated. It, I feel like they did. Um, but I still like had no friends when I got here. So I don't know how that happened. But um, yeah, we did it with our two-year-old at the time and like a six-week-old puppy golden retriever it was madness um but we drove across the country with them and and how was that it was beautiful was it like the great adventure it was crazy because you know at the time like everyone was still so afraid and nobody knew what was happening um but it was it was an adventure it really was and we sang so much Y'all are a music musical family ryan too right you know he did not have music growing up like really in his house but he sings all the time. He loves it. Like before we had kids, like he would sing about make make up songs about anything and everything. Food, getting into the car, washing our face at night. Like he's just singing. He just sings. You have a joyful time. house. He makes it so joyful. And then once we had kids. Music makes it joyful too. Oh my gosh. It really does. I think music, like we always say, like music is this ancient technology that like can be harnessed for so many things. Mm. It helps you remember things. Truly. Um, like it's great at like reminding you to do things. Yes. It's um, how we connect. You can connect through emotion. You and can drive a life lesson home. Oh my gosh. Like y'all's album you made, mm. Rufus and B. I mean, driving life lessons home for children. It's truly, it can like impact so quickly and effectively. It is so powerful. It yeah. is so powerful. And when we first started you know these songs we never had the intention of recording them or making this album or starting this company but it was after you know a couple years of this just being in our family and these songs just being a part of our everyday life and I remember I was doing I was doing a project with our oldest um five, he was five now Alden and we were doing a project and I messed something up and I was like a little frustrated and I remember him singing one of our songs back to us. And I was like, oh, like, okay, he's not just like listening to these songs. He is like internalizing them. Applying them in the correct feeling. Applying them. It was, it was mind blowing. And it was like, okay, so this is kind of a thing. Maybe this can like be helpful to other people. And so we decided to create all of these characters to kind of cement the lessons because I mean you know as a parent like if you are asking your child like if you're talking to Sunny and you're asking her to talk about how she's feeling about a particular thing yes. it can be hard yes and I mean it's hard for adults to yes. like have that pressure on them to to express their feelings in a, in a in like a given moment and so the characters really help kids have these conversations without feeling the pressure of being the center of mm. it I mean I still like you said I still have trouble getting my full feelings out and not being a, not associating my entire existence with a feeling you know it's like it's even as adults we weren't taught that at least it wasn't mainstream back in the day for sure mental health faux show was for not sure. mainstream back in the day you know everything was tucked and stuffed and just right. move on and work hard and put your head up and right. everyone's doing the best they can don't cry get over that feeling yes. and move on you yes. know just stuff it and it will van it will magically disappear exactly wrong exactly it just is it just festers inside of you and creates these core memories that you come back to when you get triggered and you do totally. the same behavior and you obsess about it <laughs> i'm not speaking from experience <laughs> here can you tell <laughs> 
like, girl, you're not alone. Like, it's, but to learn it, that as a kid, these, and that's what y'all are oh. doing. You're just like, let me teach you that you are not your full feeling as a kid. Totally. Right? Let me explain to you what it is and how to identify it and totally. work with it. And not like freak, freak out. So tell me about the characters. Who are I, they? I mean, like, like go, to what you just said, like these are like muscles. Yes. As important as like flexing as your physical muscles, you know, these muscles need to be flexed in this early, early childhood development stage. And they're the things we're most scared of. So we want to totally, run from them. totally. And like we my husband and I, like we are not like we don't have it figured out, you know, we don't claim to. But at the same time, like these are things that we feel like we need to hear now. Yeah. And so we want to share those with our kids for them so that they can mm-hmm. start flexing those muscles now so they don't have to do years of undoing all the things they learn totally. they can just start with the right knowledge totally. so then you don't have to do therapy the whole first half of your life <laughs> that's you know right. <laughs> that's right i that's love right. that and god yeah. bless everyone everyone's doing the best they can but no one had the tools right. that's why i literally am so appreciative to you guys and when people come out with tools and books that have tools in them so we all can just like skip this very messy part in the middle where we mess ourselves up or we mess our kids up it's all accidental right let's go and get some core good foundation definitely definitely and they're really like these these books our first book will come out in the spring and you know all, every song on the album pairs with a book this and is a lot of work it's oh my gosh that is a lot of work it's and you have like animated pictures is there like videos to go with it too there there will be there will be um yeah it's so many different parts like moving parts and we're really just figuring it out as we go but like the beauty of it like I'm obviously we've put a lot of work into it but like given the the you know being for children like you can't take yourself too seriously it just makes it fun We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. And you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. 
Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Stu's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Mike D. The question I get a lot is, does my wife Kelsey go see every movie with me in theaters? The answer is yes, unless it's a horror movie. And once a month, she comes on my podcast and we talk about the best and worst movies we've seen in the last month. So here's a clip from Movie Mike's movie podcast. Again, check out the full episode if you want to hear our entire breakdown of our last 30 days in movies. But here's some stuff we recommend and some we think you should skip. So we're going to talk about our best and worst of September, you want to start it off? I can do that. What was your best movie you saw? Okay, well, it's actually going to be a movie that only I saw. You did not go see it with me. Which is a rare occurrence. And I think a question I get a lot is, do you go see every single movie with me? Unless it's scary, yeah. And then this is the first time in a long time where you've gone to see a movie without me. Yes, I had a friend in town and... She loves like a good indie movie as well. She always goes to South by, sees all the films that come out. So we went to see Scrapper at the Bellcourt. You know, my favorite place. I always give it a shout out. Not an ad. Just love it. <laughs> what is it about? Okay. So it's about this little girl and her mom passes away and she's like living on her own, trying to raise herself. And her biological dad shows up and is back in the picture under hour 30 not a huge plot line. It just was so cute and well done and heartwarming. And the actress that played the little girl was amazing. And yeah, it was just kind of the story of like young guy, not ready to be a father, dips out. The mom passes away and he's like, I guess I should step up and be a father now. And just kind of them learning to live with each other. Cause this little girl is truly trying to raise herself. I think the thing I love about seeing movies at the Bellcourt is they always have great trailers. And great that was trailers. a trailer for when we went to go see, I believe, A Fire? Yes. And I knew immediately that I wanted to see that one as well, but you got to go see it without me. And I feel like that's a movie that just by the trailer, it kind of gives me that vibe of just being a really great like slice of life story. Yes, that's a that's a great way to describe it, slice of life. Like Just from the trailer, it kind of reminded me of like a Little Miss Sunshine or Juno. Was it anything like that? Yeah, I would say it's in kind of the same vein. Overall, what would you rate the movie? Four out of five stolen bikes. Okay, I got to see that when it comes out on streaming. My best of the last month has to be Bottoms. So good. It was the highest rated movie I had at a 4.5. And even thinking about it now, it still makes me laugh. It's available to rent now and I want to watch it again. I feel like it has a chance to become an iconic comedy. It's so good. Because it's, for me, it's up there on the list with like Mean Girls, Super Bad, like all those type of movies that everybody just names their favorite comedies and you always have the same list. This, I feel, is a solid contender that more people need to see. And it was a little bit of a bummer that it came out at a time when the strike was still going on and they didn't fully get to promote it. 
And also because it is a lower budget, more independent film, I feel like that had stuff going against it as well. But now I just want everybody to see this movie and realize, like, there are still great comedies being made right now, which is happening less and less. So whenever one does come out, that really moves me in a way of it not only being funny, but being original, having a unique voice. I just think more people need to see this movie. So those are our best movies. Now let's talk about some worst, because since September was a slow month and Bottoms was at the top with a 4.5, I feel like we're going to have a pretty low on what the worst was of the month. So you want to kick us off? What was the worst thing you saw in the last month? And again, it doesn't have to be bad. It's just the worst because... My least favorite, Haunting in Venice. It just follows a formula. I knew what to expect. Similar to Murder on the Nile, Death on the Orient Express, Murder on the Orient... Reverse those. Death on the Nile, Murder on the Orient Express. Okay, there we go. They're so generic. They're so generic. Yeah, it follows a formula. It is what it is. Yeah, and I also felt like that one was just not as novel as the other two. No. And I think it was because it was trying to be so scary that it made all the other aspects of the movie kind of boring. And then by the time it gets to the end of it, you really don't care who did it. The reveal happens and you're like, okay, that's cool. Next thing. (laughs) And also with all the other movies, there was just more action to them. Especially Death on the Nile, because they stop at different locations throughout the entire movie. Death on the Nile was so good. So I think I was expecting Haunting in Venice to be equally good. I do love Tina Fey, though. Yeah, but even her character in the movie was... Michelle Yao. She was the best part. She was the best part. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. It just wasn't... I guess because we had expectations going into it. Maybe if we had zero expectations, we would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Also, I almost fell asleep. I, like, reclined... I pulled my hood over my eyes and I was like, all right, nap time. For my worst of the month, since you took a hunting in Venice. Okay, well, you took Bottoms, so. I'm going to have to go with my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. I knew you were going to pick that. You did? Yeah. You had no interest in watching the franchise anyways. And we watched every single one. So here are my thoughts on the. Yeah, we watched them all in a week because I tried to get you to watch the first one a year ago. And 15 minutes in, you said, I'm bored. So. You had to watch them all in a week. So here's my thoughts on the entire franchise. Hit me with it. I thought the first one was going to be a lot better than it was. It was great for its time. It was unexpectedly funny. I guess that's why, because I knew the movie and was aware of it so much that I thought it was going to be like one of the best rom-coms of all time. Because just the poster of that movie is embedded in my head from seeing the DVD so much at like Hastings. That is a movie I just remember seeing and people renting and talking about so much. I thought it was going to be up there on like... You've Got Mail or Sleepless in Seattle, like those type of rom-coms is always where I put that in before even watching it. And after watching it with you, I just didn't see why it was so iconic at the time and why people love it so much. And it took me probably until the second movie to really get to enjoy the characters and understand the dynamic and understand the comedy. But I felt like between one and two, it kind of took a downturn. But surprisingly, I feel like the third one is the best of the entire franchise because you already know all these characters. The story is a lot more emotional and I feel like a lot more fun. But You don't have the dad. That's true. And that's not a spoiler alert. It's literally in the description. He died in real life and that's the entire premise of the movie. He's so so iconic with the Windex. So it took me all the way to the third movie to enjoy them. So I feel like if they made another one. I hope they don't. You don't? Really? I didn't even want a third. Yeah, it is. I don't even know that I want a second. That's I really a- thought it was a great standalone hit. Bridesmaids. 
they knew they would ruin if they made another one. Sometimes things are better left at one. It is an unexpected movie trilogy. I think that's going back to what I was saying is I didn't see how impactful the first one was to require a part two, which the story in that one I felt just wasn't the best whatsoever. There was more of a story in three and a reason to make it because of what actually happened with the actor who plays the dad in real life. So there was something there and that movie had more of a payoff than the second one. But I guess they couldn't go from one to three because a lot of life would have happened. Yeah, the entire timeline of the story doesn't, it jumps around. It does. That was this week's Sunday Sampler. New episodes of all those out weekly. The Bobby cast comes out every Tuesday. Four Things with Amy Brown comes out every Thursday. Have a great week. Check out a podcast. We appreciate you guys. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.